This work is made possible by our monthly supporters, so please consider making a monthly contribution at www.davidnoyanymayor.com backslash there and back. Brothers and sisters, don't believe what you've been sold. They can bury your body, but never touch your soul. I guess we'll start. Why don't you tell me? Can you tell me about this podcast that you started? Yeah. So the idea came from. Well, first of all, the the, the podcast is called um, "Color Me Country," and I named it that after uh, Linda Martell, who is like the patron saint of Black women and country music. You gotta stand your ground when they bury our dreams. We push them up through concrete. We growing with. She was, um, she was set up to be um, the counterpart to Charlie Pride, and her album came out 50 years ago this year, and um, it's a great album, and it's and it's called Color Me Country, and um, so I wanted to kind of pay homage to her because she kind of got lost in the sauce. Like, if you know music very well, you know about Linda Martell, but if you don't, then you don't know the name. Ancestors of this earth bring us strength and wisdom. Teach your children what they were. I got the idea last year around this time um, when little uh, Lil Nas X came out with um, Old Town Road, and it launched. It was the song that launched a thousand think pieces, and everyone started doing all these think pieces about. Uh, African-Americans, black people in country music. And, you know, I'd read them as I saw them. And (sighs) nothing bothers me more than like when someone writes something and they don't research it. Like it drives me crazy because I'm a a research person. Like if I want to know something, I, you know, Google is my friend. Google is your friend. And I don't know why people don't embrace that. But anyway, I would read all these really, really incomplete, incomplete lists or like just really like grandiose, like hyperbolic statements that weren't true. I just, I believe in truth. I believe in research. And I also believe in giving people their props. So I decided I, I personally just in my phone knew of 10 black women that were actively singing country music. And so I was just like, well, if I know 10, there's gotta be more. So what I did was I sat down and Googled for 10 minutes and made a thread on Twitter of all the black women in history that have charted on the country charts or have won awards or whatever. And like I said, it took me 10 minutes and like journalists weren't doing this. And so I put it out and it started like people started retweeting it and they started writing me. And then some people added other names that I had missed, which was totally fine. And I was just like, okay, so there's hunger for this information and it, it's information that should be out there. And I also wanted a forum where people didn't continuously just ask you about being black. Like I find that a lot of times when you're being interviewed, People are wanting to tell me about being black in country music. How does it feel to be black? Tell us about being a black artist. And so you never get to talk about being just an artist. And I think that's something like white artists kind of take for granted because like no one's like, tell us about being white. 
how's that going? And so I um I wanted to provide a forum where these women could talk about their careers and we could have like a conversation. And I know where you're coming from. I know what you're talking about because I've done it too. And so it's almost like people get to sit in and hear like us having coffee or something. And listening to their stories has been therapeutic for me and also kind of makes me sad a little bit too because it's like our stories are all so similar and we all come from a very similar place and a lot of the same hurdles we've all had to jump or try to get over and you realize how subjective all of this is it has nothing to do with talent it has nothing to do with you know how great how pretty you are or any of those things it's there's so many factors well yeah and and you anybody who listens to kind of the pop country of today can know that it clearly isn't all about talent because <laughs> there's some bad stuff out there <laughs> there's some there are some interesting choices being made and like it's just <laughs> like this past week i read someone was saying an artist by the name of Mickey Guyton just put out a song called Black Like Me. And so it's become like a big topic right now. And I read a comment where someone was saying, well, if if black people wanted to be in the genre, they'd have to, they, they need to make better music because it's not. And it's like, yes, that's the problem is not talented black artists. That's what's happening. And it just, it's, it incenses me. And so one of the things that I hope happens from this podcast and putting this out in the universe is that people hear these women. I mean, some of these women are just like, just un. I mean, most of these women are unbelievably talented women and there's not a dud in the, in the mix. And like everybody's music is great. They're great songwriters. These are beautiful women, articulate women, like all of that. And so it's just like, it's not our problem. No I, I hope that I hope people see that. Us. No wall can block us. No hate can stop love. We are seeds. Hey, I've, I've often wondered about country music too. Like, like what for you? I guess as somebody who creates country music and then exists in like other spaces as well other genres like what when does country music stop becoming country music (laughs) that's a funny question i was talking to a girlfriend of mine about that you know i'll be honest with you i don't how do i say this like i'm very cognizant for me what my line is so i don't call like revival is not a country album by any stretch of the imagination like at all and i don't call what i've been doing for like the last five years country because it's not like it's it's a it's a bunch of other stuff um it's it's roots rootsy music but it's not it's not country um I don't know I have a hard time like I think the little Nas X thing was interesting for me because well even shoot we can go even further than that um when Beyonce came out with Lemonade for example and she had the song Daddy, Daddy, I think it's called Daddy Lessons or Daddy Issues or something like that. And 
everybody was calling and wanting it to be played on country radio. And I think some country radio stations were playing it. And she was on the CMAs and everything that year. And I remember everybody was, it was all, it was the controversy and scandal. And I remember getting a call to do an interview about it. And someone asked me what I thought. And I was just like, well, I don't think of that as country. Like that was more like Zydeco in in that flavor, like bluesy, Southern blues, Southern soul kind of thing. Not so much country, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. I know it's probably weird to hear me say that, but like, I tend to think of country music like what, like Ashley McBride makes country music uh, currently. Um, Brandy Clark makes country music currently, like what I think of as traditional country music. Um, Like uh, Sturgill Simpson or, um, yeah, people like that. Like that's what I tend to think of as, and then, and then there's, there's these different segments. So there's traditional and then there's like pop country, which is like Jimmy Allen and Mickey Guyton and Carrie Underwood. And then you've got this other thing that's like, if it's like pop, pop country, like where it's, it's, it's almost leaning towards like adult contemporary or like um, just definitely more pop, definitely more of what you would hear on a pop station than what you're used to hearing on a country station. And that's like the Marin Morris's like some of Kane Brown's new stuff and like that kind of thing. So I think there's different, I think there's, there's a place for all these little pockets of music. And that's why I thought it was funny that people wanted little Nas X to not exist at all in the realm, because I'm just like, (laughs) Florida Georgia line just had like a a hit for like 50 years (laughs) with Nelly. And so like, why is this more country? Why is this less country than that? So I don't know. I think there's something for everybody. Like, I don't have the gripe that a lot of people have about like, well, that's not country enough. And like that kind of thing. It's like, well, then find your thing that is very country or they exist. It's the radio's fault. It's not the artist's fault. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of things, taking it past radio, uh, and and like country singers, I think that's true in a lot of these. Oh my I mean, god! It's definitely true in the film world. It's like there's a lot of people now at this point in my life, for some reason, where I suddenly find myself kind of like mentoring some younger folks who who are like, "Hey, I want to get into this. How do I get into it?" And one thing I always try to remind people is like, "Look, there are people out there who are producers, and they stand between us and our audience, and it's really annoying." <laughs> And they, you got to be careful of those people because ultimately they don't create things always. Some of them maybe do, but if they don't go through that process that like you and I talked about at the beginning of this, then they don't know what that's like. And their whole, these gatekeepers, their whole careers become like set around controlling what gets out and what doesn't, you know, and deciding who's going to be famous and who doesn't. But I'm always fascinated by that type of person. There's always, the reason I bring this up is there's always like that type of person who just, who wants to control artists' ability to get their work out. 
I mean, yeah, that's the music business too. Like it's not, and it's not just Nashville, like by no stretch of the imagination. Like that's just the music business. Like there's gatekeepers at every turn and you just kind of, you either play the game or you don't. And, you know, I got out of the major label um, circus back in, in 2010 and, I've been doing it on my own. And so it's it's very possible. I mean, there's so many great independent artists that are out here working and, and doing it on their own. So it's very possible. Like, and I'm sure with film, it's the same thing. Like you, if you do independent films and you do independent documentaries and short films and all that sort of thing, like there's a way to have a full, happy, fruitful career and never have to encounter any of these gatekeepers. I think that's the biggest thing. Like when you said your mentor, the people that you're mentoring, I say the same thing to artists that ask me, well, you know, how do I do it? If you can do it on your own, if you can figure out a way to sustain yourself and do it on your own, then do it. Yeah. And it's an interesting shift in mindset too, because I think like I can remember being younger and thinking in my more naive days that at one point things would open up and it would suddenly I would have access to these worlds Mm -hmm. and the older I get and the more I do it, the more I realize that's not even my dream. Right. My, my dream is to be self sustaining, independent and create the stuff I care about and be around the people I love and, and have a community that cares about my work and I care about them. And that's, that's what I want. I I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I was telling a friend this last night that, it, there comes a point in, in 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 time when you're an artist where you have to make a decision. Like, am I doing this because of the art? Am I doing this because of, of my love for whatever craft it is that I do? Or am I doing this to be famous? Because those are two different things. And yeah, and like, and it's not to say that you can't be famous and make great art or you can't uh, make great art if you're not famous. But it's a distinction that's big enough that you need to decide what side of the fence you fall on because it's a different set of circumstances that you're going to have to go through in order to make one of either one of those things happen for yourself. And I had to do that. Like when I left the label and, you know, and went through everything that we went through to separate, I had to decide if I wanted to do that again. And if I wanted to go through that again and, you know, we've had, I've had some near misses as far as like signing again and like doing it again. But like ultimately, and in the beginning, I very much wanted to do that because I was like, I need help. I need someone to do this. And I, I didn't know I could do it myself. And then when I finally like standing on this side of it, totally like, it's a lot of work. I am tired <laughs> and you know, and then we use a lot of, lot of resources, but I am so glad that at the end of the day, if somebody wants to use, like if you want to use my music on this podcast, I don't have to call anybody else. I can tell you, yes, you can do it. The standing on our shoulders, reaching for the sun.